Greetings from New York City, where SBJ's Dealmakers in Sports Conference took place on Wednesday, with 200-plus execs from around the industry discussing where the money is flowing in sports business. Fanatics kicked off the event discussing all the verticals it's investing in. New venues were a theme throughout the conference, including what Oakview Group has planned now that buildings in Seattle, New York, and Austin have opened. And the team business was in full focus with discussions about Fenway Sports Group's planned purchase of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Get a full recap, including videos from the event and a behind-the-scenes newsletter at sportsbusinessjournal.com. Good morning. It's Thursday, December 2nd. This is your SBJ Morning Buzzcast. I'm David Albright filling in for Abe Madcore. MLB owners voted unanimously last night to lock out the players, marking the first work stoppage in baseball in 26 years. The 1994-95 MLB player strike lasted 232 days and wiped out the 1994 postseason and the World Series. But MLB Commissioner Rob Manford, in a letter to fans, said the owners were imposing an off-season lockout as a means to protect the 2022 regular season. The Players Association did not reveal any details about bargaining proposals in its public messages last night, but Manfred's letter, in explaining the owner's reasoning for imposing the lockout, revealed multiple details of the proposals from both the owners and the players. What it all means in the short term is that player transactions are halted and clubs are now restricted from contacting players in the offseason until the lockout is lifted. In addition, MLB's winter meetings, scheduled for December 6th to the 9th in Orlando, will be canceled. In another deal that couldn't find a finish line, the college football playoffs board of managers were unable to agree on an expanded format and instead will meet again in January at the national championship game in Indianapolis. Wednesday's meeting was the group's sixth in-person gathering since the CFP announced in June it was considering a 12-team proposal. Now another meeting looms next month where the 11 presidents and chancellors who make up the CFP's management committee and have the ultimate authority to change the format will also meet. If the playoff is going to expand in time for the 2024 season, CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock has said repeatedly that a decision needs to be made by January. There will have to be a unanimous agreement to change the format under the current contract because all 11 members of the Board of Managers signed the current deal along with the CFP, ESPN, and the Bowls. If the playoff doesn't expand until 2026, after the current deal expires, the commissioners have a blank slate and a new contractual agreement to work with that wouldn't necessarily require unanimity. The International Olympic Committee has held a second video call with former doubles world number one Peng Shui among concerns about the Chinese tennis player's well-being. The IOC said it held the call just before the Women's Tennis Association announced an immediate suspension of all tournaments in China due to concerns about Shui. China typically hosts about 10 women's tennis tournaments each year, including the prestigious season-ending WTA Finals, which are scheduled to be held there for a decade. The nation is also a source of billions of dollars in income for various sports entities based elsewhere, including the WTA, the NBA, and the IOC. WTA CEO and President Steve Simon said the suspension means that tournaments could still end up being staged in China if the government follows through with his requests. If not, the events could be moved to other countries, as happened this year when the tour's Asian swing was called off because of COVID-19 concerns. 2311 Racing agreed to pay $13.5 million for the NASCAR charter it purchased from outgoing team Starcom Racing. 
making it one of the most expensive purchases since NASCAR's version of franchising was introduced in 2016. 2311, the team owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin, will use its new charter for the team's new number 45 car run by Kurt Busch and sponsor Monster Energy on top of its number 23 car run by Bubba Wallace. The first charter purchased by 2311 was bought last year at a time when the going rate was around 6 to $7 million, meaning prices are now up around 100% in just over a year. Following the lead of several other soccer leagues, Serie A will open its first office in the U.S. with the objective of expanding its presence in the country. The opening of the office in Manhattan is scheduled for January 1st. Serie A is looking to consolidate its relationship with U.S. rights holder CBS Sports and develop new commercial opportunities like regional deals with clubs and leagues, friendlies, and fan events. The Manhattan office is expected to be followed by Serie A offices opening in Dubai and Shanghai to strengthen the league's expansion. The U.S. project will be coordinated by relevant executive chair Charlie Stilitano and ESPN executive Scott Guglielmino. We'll end on a quick people note. Disney's board of directors has elected Susan Arnold as its new chair, replacing Bob Iger, who's set to depart the company later this month. Arnold, who previously has held positions at the Carlyle Group and Procter & Gamble, has been a Disney board member since 2007 and is set to become the chair on December 31st. Her appointment is another indication of the changing of the guard happening at Disney. Meanwhile, Iger's exodus will cement his successor, current CEO Bob Chapek, as the executive in charge at the company. And that's your SBJ Morning Buzzcast for Thursday. I hope everybody has a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. 